unrelenting fire hose of bullshit in the news through an unapologetically feminist lens. Each week, we begin by venting about the news, go deep on one important issue, call out terrible things happening below the top headlines in a segment called We See You, and then we'll end with something hopeful. And just a reminder, if you're enjoying us to rate, review, subscribe, recommend us, it really helps other people discover us. Um, We always welcome feedback or communication via our social media, FWM Podcast on Twitter and uh, Facebook, and Feminist Without Mystique on Instagram. Um, And you can also support us on Kofi, pronounced like our friend Kofi. (laughs) Um, And uh, that helps us to get uh, hardware and software that we need and different subscriptions. Um, It is super helpful. Um, One positive review that we recently received um, from Alicia at Civics and Coffee, five stars, says, interesting and engaging. These ladies tackle subjects big and small. They're engaging and have a good rapport. I feel like I get to listen in as a smart as smart and funny feminist digest the world in which we live, and I am here for it. Highly recommend. Thanks, Alicia. We really appreciate it. And I, um, you know, shout out to her podcast, Civics and Coffee, which is um, an- another awesome pod people should listen to. It's like bite-sized history in like 20 minutes or less um, and very enjoyable. So Love hey. it. Yeah. Bless you. Gosh, I'm allergic to civics, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing this morning in the sweltering, nasty Pacific Northwest heat? It's been hot. (laughs) (laughs) It's a real hot girl summer. When we said hot girl summer, we did not want it to be this. didn't mean literally, but whatever. The universe is trolling as it has been. Um, (laughs) I put on a lot of songs in the background yesterday. I put on songs about it being hot, and that was Mm -hmm. fun. Um, Yeah, it hit. What did it hit yesterday? 100 and ended up being 106, which I believe is a record for Mm -hmm. Seattle. I think it was 103 before that, um, or 104 maybe. So it feels like... um, you know, this whole climate crisis, we've been seeing for years and years, we've been seeing the the impacts and it's no, uh, no exception now. It makes me really nervous about wildfires, mm-hmm. um, makes me nervous about the summer and all the smoke that'll be in the air because um, mm-hmm. I've got, I've got sensitive lungs and I'm pregnant. So, oh, which I don't think I've said on the podcast before. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm knocked up. Yeah. On purpose. Uh <laughs> Celebration. Yeah, so I don't want any little fucking smoky bokies. Um, it makes me really nervous. This yeah. uh, it's a very existential crisis, and it's also just like very uncomfortable to be that warm. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. where does it where does it end? You know, like the Pacific Northwest is not somewhere where it gets that hot. And I mean, in Eastern Washington, sure, but like Seattle. No, it's not supposed to happen here. I came back from a vacation and my grass was dead. <laughs> like, not quite dead, but like it's it's like grass ICU right now. Um, grass ICU. <laughs> yeah, it needs some. It needs a lot of water. Um, oh. So yeah, it's been. Uh, and I'm like lucky as fuck to have AC. Most it, like Seattle's the city with the least AC out of all cities. Yeah, because this isn't normal here. So you know, I saw a lot of friends on the Instagram and stuff just like sweating profusely one of my friends doesn't have AC so she went to see Cruella in, in theaters because she was like I just yeah. just want to be cool man yes um, yeah and it's like for people who are like elderly or have certain you know conditions it's very it's dangerous mm-hmm. um 
you know, little critters are getting hot. Yeah. So it's just all around, uh, you know, bad vibes because we're not set up for that kind of heat. Right. I saw someone said basically to illustrate what the change, what the, um, how dramatic it would be in a place that's normally hot. It would be as if Dallas reached 130 degrees. That's sort of the comparison. Yeah. Um, Which is hot. And apparently I didn't, I mean, recently I also read that, um, 106, it hasn't even reached 106 ever in New York or like, um, even North Carolina, there were a couple of states where it was like, this is, this is hotter than it's ever been, even in other places where they're used to some relatively high temperatures seasonally. Um, It's really dramatic. It's really scary. And um, global warming, and it's, it just adds to this like cumulative frustration about not being able to, uh, you know, just like the government not really doing anything about a like massive existential crisis, um, just because it, doesn't really benefit them in the near term. Yeah. And then it's like people on certain people on the right, just like, it's not a big, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's y'all cool. it's, it's so, so happening. It's, it's so, so happening. we've known for a very long time it's happening and we're seeing more and more each year firsthand um, the impacts and yet, and yet we're not doing enough, you know? No, it's like an it's like an inconvenient truth was made in like 2004. I mean, and that was scary and should have been a call to action immediately. Uh, yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's spooky business. Uh, yeah, so stay cool out there, and hopefully, we the world doesn't like literally burn this summer. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Well, speaking of things burning um, and, you know, just being so depressing, um, that building collapse in Miami is so sad and like upsetting. And I keep waiting because it's like, okay, six confirmed dead, 150 missing, 11 dead, 145 missing. It's sort of like really going to be really sad in a, in a day or so or whenever. And I keep thinking it's going to be like, well, it has to be the next day. How many days mm. is it feasible to pull people out of rubble in Miami? You know, that this yeah. is going to be a death toll of 150 people or something. It's so sad. It was one of those th- things that I just kept like, I was on vacay, but it was one of those stories I kept like refreshing. And I was just hoping that they'd find somebody. Mm-hmm. Cause you hear about, you know, with certain disasters and collapses, you hear about people being found in the rubble, like significant amount of time later, but mm-hmm. um, it's not looking, it's not looking so, so good. And like the stories, like this man who was on the phone with his wife mm. when it collapsed and her, the last thing you heard was her like screaming, Ugh, just like awful, awful, awful things. Oh, um, what a terrible, and it was, it didn't need to happen. They had like, a safety check by engineers who found major structural issues that needed to be addressed soon, <laughs> like mm-hmm. several years ago, mm-hmm. that obviously weren't addressed. It was a very expensive, um, very expensive fix. Like it might have ended up being cheaper to just like condemn the whole building, but either way, they didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and now all of these people um, are, I mean, again, I'm hoping someone. There's some fucking miracle. There's someone in an air pocket down there that like, yeah. I don't know, but it's, 
it's not looking good and it's, it's so sad so sad so sad it's like the, you should <laughs> excuse me the last thing that you should be concerned about in your home is like is this home gonna collapse I mean yeah <laughs> but it's like you know and Mr. Florida's all for like deregulation and um mm-hmm. it just makes me makes me nervous for the other like you know see because like seaside properties in general have you know have to be more rigorously inspected just because of the elements that they're exposed to and it's just I wonder like how many buildings are there out there that are really just lacking in structural integrity at this point because of greed yeah you know people who saw loss of life as like an acceptable risk um makes me you know glad I don't live in an apartment building right now sorry no I mean Um, I I, we there's some major construction going on outside our building that is actually pretty disconcerting just in terms of timing because it's like they're drilling into the ground and it it shakes the the apartment and like it's just not the right I was like it's just not the right time to have that type of construction while I'm reading Mm -hmm. this Miami building collapse our building's like over 100 years old so thankfully I feel like we're in like a lower level enough that it wouldn't be but again what like what do I think I'm just gonna like jump out of the window when it starts (laughs) not sure you'll be fine (laughs) won't collapse but yeah it's something that I didn't even like think I'm anxious about plenty of things like going to the store and be like is there a shooter here or what will I do Mm-hmm. Um, building collapse wasn't on my on my on my big list, but now I'm the more I think about it, it's like yeah, there's probably a lot of buildings that are uh, not so safe and sound at this point. Right, buildings and bridges, like all the infrastructure. Oh, bridges make me scared. Yeah, they're just uh. over water and things. And what if uh, spooky business? And a lot of them like Low move railing. about, which yes. makes them more safe because it means that they can like withstand certain things but I know that logically but when I'm on them it's like I don't feel I don't feel good about this no I agree especially when there are low railings and it's just like oh like yeah come on it's almost like we need some like infrastructure uh <laughs> improvements in this country if only there were a bill if only there um, were but oh. I wonder if uh DeSantis is gonna be is gonna be supportive now that um He's first-hand oh, scene. Not. I'm sure there's some reason for him not to be. Fun. That's fun. Oh, one other thing that's just like on my mind that wasn't on my list to be stressed about, and now it's sort of I'm not sure where to place it, but um, aliens. <laughs> oh, alien! Yes, I'm like, like I'm into it, but <laughs> I just like the whenever the New York Times has a push alert that's like we still don't know what like the, the those UFO sightings are it's just like what is what am I supposed to do with that piece of information where do I put that it's fine Maria <laughs> like <laughs> I because I've for a long time I've accepted that there are aliens and that UFOs are a thing hmm. and I feel like they're just just I mean it's like it sounds like bonkers tinfoil hat but it's just, honestly it's logical when you think about the size and scope of our anyway mm-hmm. um, I didn't know this about you yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not something I like. I don't go into <laughs> forums, um, but it's one of those things where I looked into. I'm like, yeah, that's probably it's probably a thing. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if they're probably just like way more advanced than us and just like lurking and like, what are y'all up to? You know, just keeping tabs. Uh-huh. 
because um, <laughs> if they wanted to do like naughty business with us, like, you know, I feel like they would have. Maybe they're super, super chill. And when we've destroyed our planet, they'll be like, all right, we'll take we'll take the nice ones. Yeah. Y'all can come with us. Be good. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, yeah. Because if they're adva- if they're more advanced than us to that degree, they're probably better creatures than us because our greed will probably be the end of us. Yeah. Um, anyway, I digress, but I'm I trust the, if you're listening, aliens. <laughs> I'm cool. Um, the one thing I saw that was like, oh, what? From the UFO report was like an odd, like a UFO that went under the water. Like Whoa. it was in the sky and then it went in the ocean. And I'm like, what? Whoa. We haven't explored the deep sea much. Like maybe there's just like an like alien, alien base. You know? <laughs> maybe they have like a little, um, a little headquarters down there. And I was like, oh my God, it's like going to like, whew. Wow, interesting. That um, would be interesting. Yeah, so it makes me a little nervous, but I feel like people are, we're doing enough, we're doing enough we're- right now <laughs> that we need to be the number one priority. But it's definitely like a little, yeah. a little disconcerting at times, but. Like, right. I like, I like your perspective. I like, I like your perspective, man. Thank you. Uh- Aliens are chill. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> oh my God. And I'll. Last but not least in our news roundup, I would just like to personally endorse uh, Justice Breyer, hopefully an- announcing his retirement today or tomorrow. Please, please, <laughs> please. please. <laughs> Come on, man. He wrote an insufferable book um, where he and which seems to scold Democrats and liberals for like even considering putting more people on the bench and just being overall like, you know, problematic for long term democracy, which is like makes me just wonder like where his head's been at for years and years. Like, have you been living under a rock? Anyway, now is the time. Please retire. Please fucking retire. We need a young liberal person to just take that spot before the midterms. Please do it. Okay. You're here. I'm here. (laughs) All right. Brittany. Brittany, bitch. <laughs> um, Stan Brittany. I've been following um, the Free Brittany movement for, for a hot minute now. And as you likely know, listener, unless you've been like totally rocking life on Dart Rock, um, <laughs> she finally spoke publicly um, about her conservatorship and her feelings around it, which she has not done. Um, since she entered her conservatorship 13 fucking years ago mm-hmm. and it was I read the transcript and then I listened to her as well and I recommend I definitely recommend listening to her as well because hearing like the emotion in her voice um, uh, it's it's heartbreaking she was clearly like quite nervous and you know I think she was afraid of getting cut off or Mm-hmm. losing her opportunity to speak but she kind of recapped uh, mostly like the last couple of years and the things that she's been prevented from doing the fact that she was um forced to to go to do these to to tour when she didn't want to she wanted to take a break which is i think reasonable i think britney spears mm-hmm. has worked a long time and very hard yep um they didn't want her to take a break and she i mean she was making millions of dollars people that were working for her making tons of money you know, she 
she did most of the choreography herself. She taught the choreography to her dancers. Um, we found out some really fucked up shit about like her, her um, therapist or her psychiatrist. And basically she, she objected to like a dance move. Um, and long story short, they told her, um, her psychiatrist that she was being uncooperative. They said she wasn't taking her meds, even though she took her meds in the morning, not when she was there. Mm-hmm. And he fucking put her on lithium, which is not something she was on before. Um, and she said that she felt drunk all the time. Um, and she felt like she was being abused and being punished um, for just wanting to take a break. And she ended up having to be, um, you know, basically working like 10 hours a day, seven days a week. She's been under constant supervision with, you know, people living in her house, not letting her drive in her boyfriend's car, not letting her pretty much do anything, um, mm-hmm. you know, like just denying her everything. Wouldn't let her dad is like making, a, he's made like $5 million since the start of this based from her conservatorship alone mm-hmm. and wouldn't let her change the color of her cabinets even like. <sighs> just like a controlling ass um fucking person and it's she has to pay her lawyers who she didn't get to pick and her Mm -hmm. the opposite the opposing team's lawyers Mm -hmm. just to pay everyone um and when they're like basically you know punishing her after she's being quote-unquote uncooperative they made her pay 60 grand a month for this like quote-unquote treatment that she was getting and it seems like people are just completely basically stealing from the woman um and she is you know i'm not gonna get into speculation about her mental health um because i haven't evaluated her but like the only thing that's like come up is she might have bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. which even if she does there's so many (laughs) there are plenty of famous people with bipolar disorder and other mental illnesses that aren't under conservatorships and shouldn't be you know like Kanye west or pete davidson or um all, all kinds of people. It's not a reason to be in a conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's not allowed to get her IUD taken out, yeah. which is so fucked up. She's not, she wants to have more kids. She wants to marry her boyfriend. She's not, not allowed to do either of those things. Um, it's fucked up. And I think probably part of the reason they don't want her to get married is because then her husband could challenge the conservatorship Mm -hmm. um she an an interesting tidbit i found out is that kfad who supports ending the conservatorship it's like okay i guess i'm like team kfad i don't know yeah he there's a restraining order out against jamie spears britney's dad against her um her and kfad's kids Mm -hmm. he seems just like an all-around real fucking shady guy um britney's wants to sue him um and she doesn't want – she basically wants to be able to end this conservatorship without an evaluation, which there is precedent for. And when you think about the fact that she's been abused by therapists, been forced into these sketchy rehab programs, like, seems like she hasn't really had, like, an act, a valid mental health team. Mm-hmm. You know, they made her go to um, therapy and like, a very popular area of Westlake, so paparazzi would be – it's just – it's all – awful there are many things going on here and it's 
it's absurd that after 13 years she's still in this conservatorship and the rights that she doesn't have um and that she didn't even realize she could petition to end it mm-hmm. because she didn't have access to like any of her she didn't have access to stuff you know unfettered access yeah um it's just it, it feels so clearly abusive and it's heartbreaking free Brittany, you know yeah yeah it's so disturbing and i think i think it was travis helwig on twitter who who said basically that the fact that this is happening he said okay i found it he said the fact that someone as famous as um and powerful as britney spears can be trapped in such a horrific and abusive conservator conservatorship is pretty good indication that many less powerful people are out there perhaps suffering in much worse ways conservatorship reform is needed now um I, I think it's it's pretty horrifying that someone with so much public scrutiny um, and with so many eyes on her and with theoretically so many resources, even within a conservatorship, you would think um, it's been understood that she actually is without resources. She can't make even the most basic choices about her life, even when it's clear to an observer that she is lucid enough to be able to exercise free will. I mean, conservative, like, this feels like something that is fixable on its own. When, when, when issues like this come up and something as fucked up as conservatorship is exposed for what it feels like frequently it is, which is fraud and manipulation of the very people it's supposed to be serving. Mm -hmm. Um, It's frustrating that we just don't have like, we don't have Congress or we don't have legislators like jump into action. You know, I feel like there's just, you know, there are things like this when documentaries come out, when the, when it's exposed well, to be so abusive, there are obvious ways that you could change the laws and modify them to create protections against at least some of these forms of, of uh, manipulation and it's frustrating to me that we have a system that that is not allowing that and that we're like, she's essentially, I mean, Britney Spears, who is one of the most successful female musicians um, in the last 20 years or 25 years at this point, like she, uh, is unable to exercise any free free will in a country that is supposedly one of the main tenets of like mm-hmm. being an American citizen is like freedom the freedom to make your own choices. Um, certainly we, you know, it's very disturbing that she can't make choices about her own reproductive health, her own ability to have a family. Um, that feels so enraging. I don't even know where to start on that one. Um, but I think it's just, I just want to like, you know, I want to like keep pushing this, this issue until she is, able to make her own decisions. And then I want to see where there's other like, you know, conservatorship abuse. I want there to be like a really comprehensive documentary. Not that 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 always changes things, but maybe if we can get John Oliver to do a piece or something, there'll be some movement um, on, on the state level or something. But this really feels like an area where the laws are not up to date with like modern understandings of, of, the way people can abuse the system. Um, and I mean, it also reminds me of, did you watch that movie from Netflix this year? That was the, um, I care a lot. Yes. Yeah. So I, I actually hated that movie and 
people were like loving it. I felt like I was totally in the minority on this. Mm. This one's Netflix movie with Rosamund Pike, who was amazing in it. She's like, she was like Gone Girl, her Gone Girl character kind of evil. Um, but I just, the whole premise was so fucked up. Like her basically having a whole system where she abuses like older people, drains their money, makes them crazy, puts them in a home where they don't even have their own cell phone and like essentially just like leeches off of them for her own benefit. And like a lot of people were like, yas, you know, just because her Ew. character was a lesbian. I don't people know. Were I, it? Yes. People were like, she's badass. This is like a great, like, I just love it. I love her outfits. Love her like fierce, you know, whatever. It's like, are you fucking kidding? This was not an aspirational film. Like, yes, her outfits were fierce. However, yes. <laughs> evil fucking person. Right. And then she gets a, like, well, I guess she doesn't, you know, spoiler alert. Um, you know, she gets hers in the end, I guess, but not in the way that you really want, where it's like you're held accountable for your actions and go to jail, which is what I would have. Yeah. Anyway, the whole movie had this perplexing angle to it, at least for me. And that's kind of how I feel reading some of these articles about Britney Spears and what's happened. And it's like, we're all finally waking up to this, like, to realizing that first of all, that, and I'm guilty of this, like thinking of her story as sort of a tabloid story that might be beneath me, you know, or something like not, not beneath me in the sense of like, I don't, I don't read tabloids, but it's sort of like keeping up with Britney Spears over the last like 10 years is not something that I prioritized or thought like, <sighs> <laughs> like, or, or I would just see the free Britney movement and be kind of confused, but not go bother to figure out like, what, what was this movement? What are they talking about? What do you mean? She's like, in some sort of like, like legal arrangement where she can't make her own decisions. And it's sort of like, no, I, we should, we just need to be taking some of these things a lot more seriously, a lot earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people were like, well, she's Britney, she's Britney Spears, you know, like she's got to, it's Britney Spears. Right. Like you think she has to be powerful because of what a presence she has had in our pop culture and what an impact she has had and how like how much money she has made and how many tours she has done and just like you know there's like this implied power that you think she has but she's she doesn't like she's being handled um and it's it's heartbreaking to to see that um I I hope she's she can be freed from this and the fact that it's been so long and so many people had to be complicit in this. Um, there are people like Cher who have been like outspoken about it. Like even before, um, you know, recent months uh, in the past year or so when it's been more publicized, Cher's been like, been kind of speaking out about it. Cause she saw, you know, she was yeah. in Vegas. Um, but yeah, it's, it wouldn't have happened to a, man like you know there's no. this like infantilization um that's going on jamie spears just seems like the worst fucking the dude oh my god such a bad fucking guy um and the fact that it's like yeah a family member can petition to end a conservatorship but off you know family is the one that's who's benefiting from this financially her you know, whole like, family is leeching off of her actively. Yeah, exactly. Like it's 
it's so it's so corrupt and it's like yeah there are there's a reason there should be conservatorships but like they need to be more scrutinized there need to be there shouldn't be a way legally that this could have been happening so easily for such a long time it's like conservatorship is like for someone who's you know has like alzheimer's or something and without a conservatorship they'd like lose all their money and Mm -hmm. it's for somebody to help it's for someone to come in and help them um manage their their life as little as they need to be helped you know Mm -hmm. it's not supposed to be for this woman who is working constantly employing so many people and being denied like like she wanted to take a year off she Mm -hmm. just wanted to take like a fucking year off um and just being denied that it's like she should have the freedom to do that like she's um like I, I it was reported that her dad by her mom actually in her mom's book which also like i don't know how much Ugh. i trust your mother but that yeah. her dad like referred to her as a racehorse basically oh my god um, and you can hear like from Brittany's testimony how she is fully of the opinion that her dad has taken advantage of her and that mm-hmm. her family should be sued. Um, and it's just, and that she didn't think anyone would believe her um, because she, she's Britney oh, Spears. Yeah. She, not only did she, 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 she spoke out basically against her entire family. Yeah. Feels like she wasn't going out of her way to draw many distinctions. She said like, not only did my family not do a goddamn thing, my dad was all for it. Anything that happened to me had to be approved by my dad. Um he was the one who approved it all. My whole family did nothing. And that just brings me to another little snippet that's very annoying. Jamie Lynn Spears. Jamie Lynn. She had a little uh, story, Instagram stories yesterday, where she spoke out publicly about this whole situation. Um, it was pretty horrendous. I guess I, I didn't, um, there wasn't a whole lot that was, fo- the documentary from earlier this year didn't focus a whole lot on Jamie Lynn. Hmm. Um, but her Instagram stories were selfish and defensive and completely misdirected in terms of if you were a loving sister, you would, there was, there is no way that this, her, her, her stories were like, fuck you guys. I, I do care about my sister. I love her no matter what. Um, and it was like, she basically said like, if she wants to end her conservatorship or go to Mars, like she can do whatever she wants. And some Someone said, Simon Curtis on Twitter said, um, Southern white Christian women have a power with false equivalency with or with false equivalence that is so subtle and evil it takes my breath away, referring to that. Because it is just like, mm-hmm. you hear people do that. If you want to end conservatorship, hell, if you want to go to Mars. It's like, yeah, it's no. Like, mm, you just completely dismissed <laughs> the validity of one of those things. <sighs> yeah, yeah no. Jamie Lynn, mm-mm. Do not, no. do not trust her. And she, like her partner, like I believe husband spoke, like spoke about it too, like to the press for money, like before this. And it's just like now that the public, public tide has really turned. Now Jamie Lynn comes out with a statement when she, and she had been like named as in like Britney's trust and stuff. And then when the public tide changed, she like withdrew from that. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't trust you, Jamie Lynn. No. Not one bit. Also, 
for her to like include in this, like I make my own money. I do my own freaking thing. And I have since I was little, it's sort of like you are only famous. You are one of those people that is clearly only famous by proximity to your incredibly talented superstar global like phenomenon that is your sister. You are not, you, I guess Zoe 101, she acted in like when she was younger and everyone hated her. I was just kind of looking at, back at that and people are, she probably also is speaking out because people are petitioning Netflix to take down this show that has her in it that she's probably getting, you know, she's getting money for it while it's mm-hmm. running. So, so oop, I, I feel like her motivations in this are um, not pure. And then also someone just released like a bunch of like documents that show no, I mean, you're all, all your flights anywhere are being like paid for directly out of your sister's account. Yeah. Her sister is paying for her shit. Like, yes, you were on Zoe 101. You are still not a good actress as evidenced by that fucking Instagram video where she's like wiping her dry eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, girl, this is, this is the best you could do. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, no, you are, mm-mm. She's she's a little snake. She's a little fucking snake. Slithery little snake. <laughs> yeah. And I just and back people were so mean to Britney for so long in the like leave Britney alone video and he was ridiculed. Yeah. Like, no, he was a fucking prophet. Like we all owe him a major apology. Yeah, we've all been so mean, so so awful to Britney all these years. And um we need and I hate like I'm seeing all these I was like I want to buy like I kind of wanted a free Britney shirt and I was like maybe it's different now but a few months ago I was looking and I couldn't find one where like the proceeds went to something other than 100% the pocket of the person making it and I was like oh gross like at least go to like you know some sort of good cause I'm I'm not gonna buy one of these shirts maybe we'll make one that most of the proceeds go to some sort of and unjust mm-hmm. conservatorship nonprofits or something. Yeah. That's I wanna look I wanna look into that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna look into that. Um not that like a shirt is gonna solve things, but it's I just want what's best for her. And so much of her life was you know, and she talked about how she cried. She like cries like every day. Yeah. Um and that she yeah, she just now she's in she's in Maui right now with her boyfriend. Good. Um which I'm happy for. She's on a little a little vacay. Um, but hopefully she can get the fuck out of this. And the thing, and like people, some people, there's so many like Reddit rabbit holes you can go down with oh, this sure. um, that I'm not going to, <laughs> to digress into because um, I've spent a long time there. But there are people who think the judge has been paid off um, mm-hmm. too. And this is the same judge who like didn't do shit earlier. So mm-hmm. people are hoping with like the public statement, the public pressure, that'll change. But there are a lot of theories that Jamie Spears has paid off the judge and that, you know, the medical team was paid off basically. Cause there are like, just like, I feel like it's taken so much for some people to believe that there are, that like policing is like an unjust institution. Mm-hmm. There are people that can't believe that any doctors anywhere could possibly be corrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they can be, you know, not, not everyone goes into medicine to help people. Some people go into it because there's prestige and whatever. And those people can sometimes be, you know, bought, um, which is not to say yeah. like doctors are shady. No, by and large, <laughs> I think that they're not. But it's not like any profession is immune from from that. Um, so there are people who think that the doctors involved have been paid off, which seems from her testimony, you know, 
seems like she was punished with lithium and mm-hmm. uh, quote unquote rehab when she doesn't <laughs> drink or use, you know, like yeah. it's, it's like she had a quote unquote public breakdown after she, the, the extent to which this woman was hounded mm-hmm. um, by the paparazzi with her young children, like right. it would be a rational response to freak the fuck out, you know? Yeah. Um, and regardless of what was going on at the time when she was put under the conservatorship, like she's, she's long overdue to be out of it if she ever even should have been in it which i don't i doubt that she should have yeah it's just like the greed of this of fucking jamie spears yeah this shitty no talent dude to just be exploiting his daughter mm-hmm. who is seems like the, a really kind-hearted person incredibly talented like mm-hmm. it's so wrong and just gets my blood boiling and free britney Ugh. Yeah, that's so well said. It's, it's, her father was, like, had a bankruptcy proceeding against him. He is, there are, um, like you say, restraining orders against him for abusing or, like, hurting, harming um, minors, her children. Mm -hmm. Um, He is a threatening presence. He also was never around when she was, this was explored in the documentary, like, he was not a presence when she was free and successful, Mm -hmm. Um, and no one that they interviewed spoke well of him. They didn't even really know him. They just said like he wasn't around. Um, this is clearly a man with, with bad motives. Her family are leeches. Her brother spoke on a podcast being like, like really not understanding, um, uh, why she would want her, her freedom back. He like made it seem like it was this unreasonable thing that she was pushing for, you know? And then the, the the co-host on the pod was like, I mean, seems like, uh, isn't that like covered in the constitution? So it's like even the most basic dumb talking head podcast bro was like, uh, bro, this is like a constitutional thing. I think she's like, bro to bro, bro Bro to bro. bro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you just know when you're getting like fact checked by some like rando podcast person, some random fucking podcast, like, you know, like, uh, that if you're sounding like a real numbnut, um, so yeah, free Britney. This is just like I, I wonder. Do you know when we're gonna hear? What, like, a, no, I was it? trying to find out. Like, I was lurking to see if there was any clear um, answer, and when we'll know. And there's not like there's like speculation, but there's not like a set date, to my understanding, that there will be like an answer on this. I think there are mm-hmm. more more steps that are not so public, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully soon. Um, Hopefully she can be she can be released from this. Free Britney, man. Britney. And now for we see you. Right. So uh, this was an awful thing that happened. Um, There was a George Floyd statue in New York that was vandalized um, with, and they they wrote on it the website of a white nationalist group um covered the text on the pedestal um and there was yeah a stencil of patriot front which is a white nationalist hate group um which has you know with roots in the you'll remember the far right nazi gathering in charlottesville Mm. it's uh it's those people um so that happened in brooklyn and then there was another statue um in newark new jersey that was also another george floyd statue that was recently vandalized 
Um, and this is after Derek Chauvin was sentenced to 22 and a half years um, in jail for the murder of George Floyd. And, you know, I'm sure these are the same. Well, I guess I can't be sure, but I've got an inkling <laughs> that the people who did this and the people who don't think it's a big deal are the same people who would get into a real tizzy over the Confederate statues being taken down because it's history. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's disgusting beyond words to see the statue of a man who was murdered um, being defaced by white nationalist groups uh, with their messaging. Um, Racism is uh, very alive and well. Um, Critical race theory should be taught. We need to defund the police. We need massive reforms. And we see you to the people who did this. It's despicable and it's unfortunately not a shocking thing that it happened, but it doesn't make it any less awful. Yeah. Ugh, we see you. Um, okay. This we see you. I'm going to try to distill um, because it's just this crazy article that um, actually Charlie might enjoy too. Um, it's because <laughs> it's crossover of politics and Bitcoin. Um, but Ooh, he loves lurking the Bitcoins. But it also is an exploration of this modern colonialism from from France um, over a bunch of nations in Africa, a bunch of autonomous nations in Africa, theoretically. Um, so this article, this article is in Bitcoin magazine. It's called Fighting Monetary Colonialism with Open Source Code uh, by Alex Gladstein. And it says France uses, France still uses monetary colonialism to exploit 15 African nations. Could Bitcoin be a way out? So this this is a long article with a lot of a lot of detail, um, but essentially what it's describing and what I think we should all, what everyone should, what we should all know um, is that the effects of like colonialism are still alive and thriving um, and imposed by France on these 15 African nations where essentially after World War II, um, the French uh, set up a, a community. It's called like La Communité of Autonomous Democratically Administered um, Overseas Territories, which included um, 15 African nations. Um, and at that point, France had a larger population than the in, um, inhabitants of these 15 African nations. But now there's there's like triple the amount of people in the in the. It's called the CIFA zone which is the um, 15 African countries. Um, and the UN projects that by 2100, um, there'll be 800 million people in these nations to France's 74 million. So, um, but France holds the financial destiny of all of these different countries in their hands in a way that this, ar- this magazine argues is increasingly resembling economic apartheid. Um, they... It began with a, it, it all has to do with the CIFA franc, which is a specific monetary unit in the 15 nations uh, in Africa that was valued against the French franc and now the euro. Um, it's been devalued, devalued, devalued. And initially the CIFA was worth 1.7 uh, French francs. And then now it's worth 0.01 French francs. 
So a total devaluation of 99.5%. And each time that France devalues the CIFA franc, it increased its purchasing power against the former colonies and made it more expensive for them to import goods. It's basically, and then, and they've also required that these countries, that France gets the right of first refusal on all of their exports, all of their raw materials, they have to offer to France first. What? And then France can buy them at this, like, at the CIFA rate, which they control, and they've devalued to 99.5%. So then France gets those imported raw materials, they develop them, and they sell them back to the CIFA nations at the at the euro rate, which is 99.5% more expensive. What? Yes. And so, the, it, of course, all these countries aren't able to get ahead. They don't have a monetary unit that they control themselves or that makes any fucking sense. It's all controlled by France. France also requires that 50% of the reserve currency of the CIFA is stored in the World Bank in France. So it's like, okay, so even the, the, the money reserves are in France. So you couldn't even pull them if you wanted to. And France decides when they devalue and at what, like, and it's sometimes it's overnight. There's a decision and people lose their entire life savings. Um, Like uh, this happened in Senegal in the nineties, like overnight people's life savings just were halved because France decided to like majorly devalue the CIFA again. Um, It's this theory. um, Oh, by the way, you also can't um, take CIFAs and, um, and, like use them anywhere else. You have to um, trade them for euros before you leave. So it's like, it's not, a, it's not a currency that is like recognized or valuable or able to be utilized in, in anywhere except these 15 countries. You can't go to France and use the CIFA. You have to leave, like you have to trade it out. And, and at that point, France extracts their fees from you trading in the CIFA because you have to like go travel, you know, um, it's uh, it's also been noted, and this this article goes into a ton of detail that the CIFA countries, um, France has supported um, autocracies and different dictators, um, and intervened and killed people and killed leaders and um, interfered in military coups, um, and it's all based on which leader supports the CIFA. So if the country wants to get rid of the CIFA, they will support whoever the other person is and in some cases intervene in a military way and so that that they still maintain control. One time there was a country that wanted to get rid of the CIFA and they withdrew absolutely everything, all their French, all French, um, French controlled uh, military. And they took absolutely everything in the infrastructure. Like they ripped up light bulbs and they destroyed medicine in their like vengefulness to get out because this country wanted their control over their currency. Anyway, um, this is like, there's a lot of shocking things in this article. So I just encourage people to read it. Um, it's a big old, we see you to France. Um, and I feel kind of ignorant that I had no idea that this, this level of like modern colonialism over, over money. And obviously there's so much other soft power that goes into like France having control in this way. Um, but when, you know, we have people like Trump who say like shithole countries in Africa, it's like, first of all, that's ignorant on its face. But if he's talking about their lack of economic mobility or, or, or inability to build infrastructure or like have modern, more modern medicine and different 
different modern amenities. It's because they are under the thumb of France still, and they can't, they don't have any money. They have no means. And, and when they try to uh, rebel, France comes in and supports whoever the dictator or the military leader who will support the SIFA. So we see you to France. Let's, what the hell is going on here? Fix it. That is so, so wildly fucked up. And the fact that it's not like, this has just been happening. Yeah. It is, and it's so blatant. It's yeah. not even like a little subtle. No. Huh. Yeah. France. Yeah. We see. God, we see you. We see you. I'm officially not going to go vacation in Paris this month anymore. <laughs> oh, wait. Cancel so, my Paris plans. Cancel my Paris trip. <laughs> I'll get my baguette at the store. Um, yeah, really, really wildly fucked up though. Yeah. All right. Speaking of fucked up, less fucked up, I guess, but still <laughs> fucked up. If we're if we're rating, um, Republican <laughs> Senator Bill Cassidy. Uh, hmm. He was being interviewed with NBC's Meet the Press, and they asked him basically like how he'd sell infrastructure bill to Republicans, and he so he's a Republican senator from Louisiana, um, and he said that. Um, roads and bridges are a woman's problem if you will Whoa. Uh, because oftentimes it's the roads and bridges are a woman's problem that's um, new which he says his wife did his wife said too but still anyway he said it's because oftentimes it's the woman um, who's taking children to schools or doing the shopping and the more time she spends on that road the less time she spends doing things of higher value um what i guess making dinner and cleaning the kitchen, being barefoot and pregnant. I don't, Ugh. I don't know. Oh my God. Um, and it's like, there is like, there's a, there's a point inside there, you know, mm-hmm. like women do bear some of the brunt of the poor transportation system. Um, there are more women with driver's licenses than men. Hmm. Um, and women 18 and older do make more um, trips than men in the car. Mm-hmm. But the framing of it was just so so shitty and sexist and like not the not the way to to get it across Mm -hmm. um like he could have phrased it as like oh the poor infrastructure is something that impacts the health and well-being of women even more prominently than men but he had to like you know i guess appeal to conservative values you know in in that in that way because women women gotta go shopping you know, women gotta women gotta shop. Women gotta shop. You know, roads, roads are women's problem because women be shopping. That um, is a wild, wild thing. <laughs> it's just like, uh, like yes, women, and it's like yeah, there are points like women do bear the brunt of the household management and stuff, but just the come on, Bill, do better. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world, but just one of those things. It's the way you. The way you phrase things matters, and yeah. it, it's clear what kind of dude you are, Mr. Louisiana. So we see you at a Billy Boy. We see you. That's so dumb. Women be shopping. <laughs> Fix oh the God. roads. That's so ignorant. It makes my head spin. It's also just like when you hear something that dumb and you're like, wow, you're like in charge of making laws mm. in this country. How depressing. You know? Yeah. Honestly, Great. and he. Oh, also, I just wanted to know that he wants to outlaw abortion, oh, um, and he blocked a bill that would help close the gender pay gap earlier this month. So, I find these facts shocking. Shocking. Yeah. So he's not. <laughs> it's not a case of just foot and mouth. He's got a track record of uh, 
not being the best on women's issues. Uh, um, I guess hey, unless they relate to shopping or toting the children about. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. What a nauseating trash bag. Honestly. <laughs> um, so Toyota um, has come under fire rightfully because it turns out that they are the highest donor to seditionists after the uh, to seditionist uh, legislator elections um, by far and away this year. So they've donated $55,000 to 37 different uh, legislators, GOP legislators who uh, supported, you know, or tacitly supported uh, the January 6th uh, insurrection. Um, so, and, and who are, you know, supporting supporters of the big lie. So, um, and then their, their response, like to this criticism, to just showing like how, many more like to their corporate donations they were like uh they said quote we do not believe it is appropriate to judge members of congress based solely on their votes on the election electoral certification okay hmm. okay so undermining democracy not an issue for you just believing in a bunch of lies touted by the orange man last year not an issue so I do feel like this is, I mean, especially when after, after this, this comment went through all of Toyota's like corporate approval process for PR. And then they actually like went out and said that. So I think this is enough for me to, um, you know, not, not support Toyota or buy a Toyota. I am like not in this moment, but in the next couple of years thinking about maybe getting a car for the first time in my adult life. And, um, I, won't be buying Toyota for fucking sure. And I think that like, you shouldn't either, <laughs> basically. I mean, like, fuck them. So that's, that's bullshit. And, and in, in a, this one's easy in terms of voting with your dollars or, you know, um, making a statement. It feels like, well, Toyota is supporting a bunch of GOP um, ignoramuses and, um, they're putting their dollars there, so you shouldn't put your dollars with them. We see you, Toyota. We see you. Um, so crawling, crawling over to Jersey. <laughs> um, so years ago, a New Jersey teacher was fired um, by her Catholic school because she was unmarried and pregnant. Um, would they rather she have gotten abortion? I don't know. Um, she's stuck in a, so this back in 2014 is when she was fired. Um, and they're arguing, the school's arguing that her firing was not discriminatory. Uh, so she, they learned she was going to have a baby and they're like, oh, she's not married. And so they explicitly told her that she was fired because she was unmarried and pregnant. It was explicit. Wow. Um, she sued the court or not the court. She sued the school. Um, and the appeals court sided with her twice. And then the state Supreme court intervened on behalf of the school in May and agreed to hear the case. Um, the school's arguing it's freedom of religion with the lawyers uh, saying that sex out of wedlock violates a fundamental Catholic belief that the school in this instance felt it could not overlook, which is, and oftentimes schools like this have a morality clause that you sign. But the thing is like birth control even could be argued not to be okay. Um, Mm -hmm in the Catholic it's like where does it end and mm-hmm. like and again it's like she has the right to abortion but like they wouldn't have known if she'd gotten an abortion it's like she's having a child you should be down for this baby in the world yeah love babies 
Um, but yeah, they've they found they're they're basically going to the 2020 uh, Supreme Court decision that said that federal employment discrimination laws don't apply to teachers at religious schools. So she's yeah she's stuck in this seven year battle, even after being it was excited with her twice, and then the the state Supreme Court decides to step in wow. to just to just let the Catholic school continue the discrimination. Wow. Um, you know, and there are people who would just be like, we'll work somewhere else. But you should be, if you're a teacher working at a school, mm-hmm. you should, or anyone working anywhere, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be allowed to be fired because you're having a child out of wedlock. Yeah. Um, it's 2021 and it's a slip, like the whole, religious freedom argument in general is such a slippery slope um, because there are many religions and many things that even within the main, the quote unquote mainstream religions, very everyday things that technically <laughs> go against the religion, you know, like Christianity, I think eating figs is like a no go. Oh I've not once heard of a teacher being fired for being a fig enthusiast. <laughs> Not once. In fact, fig newtons are, at least when I was a child, they were everywhere in schools. An abundance they were of fig everywhere. newtons. Everywhere. The sins, <laughs> the sins of the schools. Oh my um, gosh. But it's just another way to punish women for having sex um, when they're not married. You know, just this, this policing of women um, that is under the guise of religious freedom. And it's fucked up. And this isn't the only, I mean, there are plenty of Catholic schools where people have been doing, have been fired for um, being unmarried and having children or being in a same-sex relationship. And all of this shit is, you shouldn't have the right to fire somebody for, for these things just because you're a Catholic school. Yeah. Like, no, we see you. We see you. It's so fucked up, too, because it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, you chose to have a child, and apparently that's like... You chose to have the child, so we're going to punish you, even though that's what we advocate virulently, um, you know, and think that you shouldn't even have a choice. You should have it. Okay, so she she had the child, and now, yeah, just fuck that. Ah. Ah, we see you. Okay. Um, yeah, my last we see you is, um, so in Ohio, um, there's a proposed law that would make cell phone videos of cops a crime. So... Um, it's a proposed state law that would make it a crime to shoot cell phone video of police. Um, and it's moving forward through the state house into a full committee hearing, uh, this week. So members of the house criminal justice committee voted to approve the measure despite more than a hundred civil rights, first amendment groups and individuals testifying against the measure since it's been introduced. It's house bill 22, and it would expand Ohio's obstruction of justice laws by including failure to follow a lawful order from police or diverting a law enforcement's or diverting a law enforcement officer's attention. Um, The people who propose this law say that it would uh, help both police and bystanders um, protecting them when police are attempting to clear crime scenes, um, make arrests or maintain order. And of course, it's supported by Ohio Prosecuting Attorneys Association and the Buckeye Sheriff's Association and the Ohio Highway Patrol and the Fraternal Order of Police. No surprises there. But this is a broad law that sounds like it would subject bystanders um, from t- it would it would protect <clears throat> um, prevent bystanders from taking 
cell phone video of police activity during arrests or protests or demonstrations. So it's like, and, and, and in the wake of George Floyd, it's like the law is going in the complete wrong direction in terms of what we should be doing because cell phone footage was the only way that there was justice or not, not even justice, but some closure for his family because someone took a cell phone video and we were able to prosecute that policeman based on that. It also seems like a very much a civil rights issue for the person who has the cell phone. It's like their personal space. If they are behaving in a lawful manner, it should be your your right to record the police when they are in public um, and 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 arresting someone or trying to maintain order. They are also subject theoretically to the same laws as the rest of us. You know, they're supposed to be doing their job with like, you know, justice and respect. Whatever's written on the side of their cars everywhere. You know, it's like community, justice and respect. Like, so if you're supposed to be behaving in that way, you're supposed to be adhering to some um, standards, some standards, there should be standard practice with police and people are recording that should be permitted. So, you know, when we, we think about like, yeah, all these corporate places being like, we support Juneteenth, you know, federal holiday. It's like, no, this is this type of shit, these laws getting passed. And if it gets passed in Ohio, it's definitely going to, you know, it will find a foothold in a lot of other states. Um, somehow criminalizing cell phone footage taken freely and lawfully in public. And that is absolutely regression. That does not honor uh, Juneteenth or the African-American community or, you know, BIPOC communities that is going, that is, that you know, every single corporation who puts something up on Juneteenth should be looking at this and scrutinizing it and seeing why it's, it's dramatically fucked up and regressive as are many things happening now in terms of they're trying to be some fight towards racial justice, racial equity. Obviously, there's a lot going on with critical race theory and books and history textbooks. So this is just one of many things. When we think about criminal justice reform and, and justice and policing um, and equity there, we have to pay attention to these laws, these state laws that are insidious as fuck. So to Ohio GOP legislators pushing this, we see you. You have been seen. Right. And now for, I wonder if in these places where it looks like they're not going to allow critical race theory, if there'll be some like people going rogue and teaching it for parents who will allow their children to, which isn't the solution because all children need, especially the ones whose parents don't want them to. Yeah. I wonder if there'll be any sort of like rogue rogue effort there right hopefully it'll just a very it'll hopefully just be something in all schools in all states but it seems like an uphill battle because conservatives are not not the best critical thinkers sometimes oh right so we had a little goody good yeah um so this was actually a good thing that came out of uh the supreme court uh a couple days ago um that they basically declined to hear, which is the best we can we can get at this point. Well, I will take it as a win. They basically declined to hear a court a, a case that came up from the Fourth Circuit, um, which sided with transgender student Gavin Grimm um, on the issue of transgender bathroom use. Um, so uh, essentially, schools cannot discriminate against transgender students when it comes to bathrooms. Um, this was the ruling in the appeals court, and the Supreme Court basically just said we're upholding that uh, that ruling stands, we're not going to hear it. 
Um, so that's just, that's nice. Um, the, in the fourth circuit, um, judge Henry Floyd wrote at the time, quote, the proudest moments of the federal judiciary have been when we affirm the burgeoning values of our bright youth rather than preserve the prejudices of the past. Um, so this, uh, seems like it creates a strong precedent where, uh, schools cannot prohibit, prohibit students from using the bathroom that matches their, uh, gender identity. Um, so there's no nationwide ruling. It's just a, a precedent that the Supreme Court has upheld for now. So again, like definitely doesn't seem like the fight's over, but it's a really good thing for now that they just kicked it back to the Fourth Circuit and upheld their progressive decision. So yay, a good thing. Yay. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully there'll be more good news in that in that vein. Yeah. Ugh, well, stay cool out there. I know I am. I am sweating my little ass off because, uh, yeah, because I'm an AC. My nips are even hard. I am living the dream, Whoa, the suburban dream. Brag about it. <laughs> Ragging, cutting ice. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> Feminist Without Mystique is a part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. All right. Keep those nips chilly. (laughs) Bye-bye, folks.